0: Hello and welcome to the Gallant Few Rangers podcast. My name is Mason Stewart, and I'll be your host this evening. Obviously, didn't get the memo tonight with the uh, purple away strip, boys. Thank, thanks, for that. Um, but let's uh, get to tonight's lineup. Uh, starting with Andy. How are you, mate?
1: Yeah, I'm good. I just remembered what game this was used in first of, in the first game. Uh, was it a, a Lindstrom two yellow cards in 20 minutes job? Maybe not <laughs> not a good show after all for the top tonight. But I good mate.
0: Top oh, man, yeah, that was a, a shocker that,
2: that night, wasn't it? Um, how are you, Davey Pete? Smashing, Mason, yeah. Good to be back on. Obviously, we've got uh, that lot to look forward to the weekend, you know. And the closer we get to kick off, the more positive I'm getting. I, I don't know. I think it's just in in my genes, I guess. Uh, but, uh, by the time we get to half past one on Sunday, I'll be uh, absolutely, it will be a guaranteed Rangers
0: victory. I'm pleased to report. <laughs> I hope you're right, Dave. I really, really do. Um, and always, you know, as always, thanks for for everyone getting the comments in early. Got a lot uh, already, uh, everyone listening. So uh, yeah, please give us a like and, and get more comments in. Uh, we've got a lot to get through. Um, I feel like I say that every time on here, but when when Rangers are involved, it's never never a dull minute. Um, but before we come on to that that big game on Sunday, Andy, uh, some big news this week. With Stuart Robertson, will be leaving the football club after eight years as as manager director. Um, what were your thoughts uh, of this news uh, that, that broke uh, a couple of days ago?
1: We said eight years. It felt more like eighteen years. Uh, it seems like he's just kind of been lingering around for a, uh, longer than longer than you think. Um, but uh, I could, I could, you I could forecast that you might see some more changes after Douglas Park um, moved on and and a. I, I'm actually kind of more positive about it I, i'm not as worried as some people might be with James bisgrove taking over um I don't know if that's a younger younger element of myself Um, looking for a kind of younger head taking one of the, the key roles at the club I mean he, he'll, he'll, he can look back in fondness of um, 55 Sevilla, and uh, new Edmondson house um it's his kind of his portfolio um but the the later stages of his tenure, I think, were overshadowed by a wee bit of backlash from the fans, shall we say?
0: Yeah, if the fan pressures uh, took its toll. And I, look, I think it was, it was, in my opinion, it was the right thing to do. I think that the football club needs changes. David P, before we come on to uh, Bizgrove and and the, and the rest of it, what, what was your thoughts on on Stuart Robertson's uh, time at Rangers?
2: Well, I think it was just a probably, if I was to be kind to him, and I'm going to be kind to him, it was taking a kind of safe hand on the tiller. You know, we knew he was one of us. There was nothing outrageous. You know, he, he kind of made the right noises when it was required of him. But there was no, there was nothing imaginative. There was no kind of big breakthrough. It was just a steady-as-she-goes type appointment, which is perhaps maybe what we needed at the time when he was appointed. But it was, uh, I, I think we should be bolder uh, and, you know, I have my own thoughts, you know, on, on, on Rangers going forward and, and maybe what's required to kind of push things on. And, and we need to make uh, big strides forward here rather than, you know, being steady. She goes, we have to change things. So if this uh, represents, you know, a, kind of a refresh or whatever you want to call it, then uh, I, I'm all for it because we need to change. Because we need to put, get a, we need to get a winning team on the pitch that will be in trophies so we need a, we need a better return and if a, a change of uh, the captain of the ship is what's required, you know ultimately uh, Stuart Robertson was not you know in terms of overall strategy he would have just been implementing whatever the, the, the owners of the club were, were directing him towards. So I'm looking for a wee bit more imagination I'm looking at us to be bolder. Than, uh, than we have been the last few years. You know, with John Bennett coming in obviously as chairman and uh, passing that on to James Bisgrove, where we have to uh, shake things up a bit. I think shake the tree would be uh, maybe putting it in a nutshell.
0: Yeah, no, no without that. And, and Andy, Curry's sent in a, a question here. Are, are you boys the same guys that, you know, in terms of James Bisgrove, then he, he's, he's the man that will be coming in to take that, that position um, you, you just mentioned there that you, you're not too too sort of worried about it. I've seen a lot um, of comments on it about him never doing that role before. Um, but but in, in fairness to to Bisgrove, the commercial side of the football club's gone gone through the roof since he's he's come, and, and that that is fact. You look at the, the numbers that we've got in in, in there. Um, this is a completely different role, though. But I do like his statement. He said that his main aim is now to get help. You know, Michael Bill. Get a, you know a, a bet, better team on the pitch, and to be honest, as, as supporters, that's all we we're interested in. But it's going to be interesting to see how Bisgrove changes uh, his role and and if he's capable of doing it.
1: Yeah, I I, I think uh, he's he's learning on the job. Um, I'd say, uh, which with the right kind of people around him could be fine. I think we we I'd, I'd hope that he was kind of learning on the job for that for taking over. Before he was just shoved into the role, um, I'm hoping that he he has a good enough kind of idea of what he's stepping into. Um, again, as I don't know if it's I'm I'm the younger part of the kind of podcast, but I think a younger face can only be a good thing. Um, I know he's made a couple of mistakes in his previous role, but from what I've seen from him, I think he's he's more than well more than happy to take responsibility and and and. Point out where he's cocked up in the past, and and hopefully that will be a will be a learning a learning points for him to remember going forward. Um, and I think uh, we'll on to bigger and better things.
0: Yeah, let's hope so. Uh, David P. Uh, again, just just on James Biz growth. Then, as I said, he has done a lot of good. Um, the only sort of black mark I've got against him was the old Australia sort of fiasco, um, which he he was the one that came out and faced that. And, and probably another thing as well was the, you know, the deal we done with the Bitcoin on, on the back of the shirts that went bust. I thought that was quite a, an embarrassing one. But look, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of looking at the negatives. I think that he's done a lot more positives. But do you have any sort of, you know, worries about him coming in and, and, and being that man that, that is going to, you know, him as well as John Bennett? And I'll come on to him in a minute. But mm. that'd be The main two that the, the, the support want to see, you know, them turning the side.
2: Well, I think it really depends on what sort of level of expectation John Bennett has, really, because we can change the, the staff, you know, and James bisgrove has gone for what, from commercial director to chief executive officer, and I, and I don't know if there's anything you know significant in the, the change of title, you know, from managing director to chief executive officer. We, we'll find out in due course what that means. But for me, I think ultimately for, for us to make major strides we, we need investment, we need substantial investment. If uh, Stuart Bisgrove can you know, lead the charge on that, and well, well, between him and John Bennett, then more power to his elbow, I say, but it's at what cost we bring in additional investment, you know, whether we have to loosen control of, of the existing owners, shareholders, you know, whatever way they find to, to make that happen. Because ultimately, that's what's going to be required. It, this is all about money. Let's not uh, kid ourselves on here. For us to put a, a better team on the pitch, we need access to more money. How they go about that in terms of commercial deals or further investment in shares, uh, pretty much, they, I'm sure they'll be uh, having you know, meetings into the Wiesmowers and on and, and these matters and but James Bisgrove, clearly in the commercial department, he's he's done a good job, you know, in terms of you know increasing the revenue, and I think uh, he's moved his own leaps and bounds in that respect. You know, he's going to come up uh, short on a couple of occasions, such as the nature of the commercial world, but in terms of you know the Bitcoin thing, and Australia. You know, when when all he probably saw was three million quid, he didn't really uh, tie it to uh, three million quid with us going to be uh, you know the sideshow to that lot. Halfway around the world, so I think he'll have he'll have learned from that, and at least you give him the credit that he at least fronted up when uh, <laughs> it wasn't quite met with the you know the reception that they thought it would. So and and they eventually changed it, when the friendly get sacked. So I I mean I wish him luck, but I think it's going to be. It's, it's going to be a bigger task than just the personnel. And, and I think J, James Bisgrove certainly has seen shown so far that he's prepared to, you know, think outside the box in terms of acquiring uh, further funds for Rangers. And uh, so the more money, the better. And uh, I wish him luck in doing it. Yeah, without
1: that.
0: And, and just to sort of finish it, finish up on the on the ballroom uh because you know we've got bigger things that we want to talk about tonight. But but Andy, just on John Bennett then he's made obviously put his own you know authority in it on things already which I, I really like. You know, Ross Wilson's left the football club which, you know again fan fan pressure might that might have happened anyway, but he's gone in there. Um, we've seen Douglas Park as well move and, and now um we've seen Stuart Robertson. Um so you know clean say I've just seen a, a comment there from from Fulzi. Um he said he would like to have seen John Bennett come out and, and, and speak I think that I can kind of understand why it hasn't yet um, because again results that Sunday um, and it's to take it away if we don't get a result of the weekend is, is that a time for him to come out but I think this season's you know we, we, you know we've got something to, to play for on Sunday but after that it's one even this and even if we do just win the Scottish Cup it's still not 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 been a good one
1: well, it's an early two zero to John. I think he's doing pretty well. Um, certainly got the, he set himself up to get the fans back on side because that's not that's not be around the bush. It was quite a toxic atmosphere. Um, I don't think you can make any other statements about it. That's that's, that's as clear as it was that there was you've got banners up at every home game, away game, or or trying to without being stopped to get in the stadium. Um, you can really tell the fans weren't happy with who was in charge, and they've got their wish. Um, I think we're in safe hands. Um, which is good because most of my time supporting Rangers, we were not in safe hands. Um, I think this is a a real bad blip this season. Um, for the life of me, I couldn't tell you what went wrong. At the start with Geo, um, in the back of last season. Um, but it did, and we're we're. We're slowly rebuilding. Um, Let's not forget that it can be done sooner rather than later. The rebuild can be complete sooner rather than later because we've seen it happen. Unfortunately, we've seen it over the other side of the city, how quick they can turn around a nightmare into a performing squad. Um, With the right people behind the scenes and bringing in the right players on the park, then glory days could be back sooner rather than later.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think I think this summer for the whole football club is, is huge, uh, Andy. But we'll we'll come onto a little bit of recruitment just in a second. Just last thing on this, then Davy P. Um, John Bennett, as you said, he's he's made them decisions, and 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 you know, his his new era is going to be different um, going forward in, into next season. Um, but but how you know on that as well? How you know important. Is is, you know we might get a board that listens to the support now because the changes there's there's no surprise these changes have been made um, you know quite quickly because fan pressure was just going to get louder and louder.
2: I think, as I said, I think the whole thing hangs on investment. It's all about the funds which uh, Michael Beale gets to to get his better players. I don't think it's it's any more complicated than that. So for us to get a better team, we need better players i think you know we've got the right coach in place you know so michael beale will be capable of uh, taking us to the heights that we want to get to if he gets uh, backed so and i think we can go back a couple of years you know from 55 up to see where we end up when we do not invest so if that means you know recklessness then you know you certainly wouldn't be for that but i think we have to uh, be bold i think uh, James Bisgrove will be tasked with finding that money and, and doing all he can, you know, within the all everything that's legal anyway. So, to, to get the, the resources that we're required to invest in, in our players. Because I think we've seen over the last uh, couple of transfer windows, you know, from Stevie G leaving and I, and I have my own thoughts on all of that and Stevie G leaving with Geo coming in right, and, and you know, as probably just another safe hand on the tiller and, and so we've I, for my money we've seen a kind of steady decline from 55 rather than uh, progress so I, we need to reverse that and they need to come up with ways of doing that in terms of communicating with the range of support i think uh, john bennett we should be open and honest with the range of support and i'm going to kind of touch on something which is uh, you know it's people get a wee bit touchy about but <clears throat> You know, in the games at Ibrooks this season, you can see from about, uh, and I think this is just a, a telltale of the overall feeling of, of the range of support at Ibrooks at the moment. From about, you know, 20 minutes to go, the stadium just empties. And there's, it just seems to be that there's a lack of, I don't know, togetherness in terms of between the team and the support this season, in, in terms of the our efforts to, to, to achieve everything we want to achieve. And the, the the way that people will just we, so a couple of games this season, I've I've got to, to the point where I start taking photographs in the last five minutes, just to show how many people are in the ground when when the game actually finishes. And it's no matter the score; it could be two, it was two one against Dundee United earlier, and then it's five two against Man, and there are about you know less than twenty thousand in the ground at the final whistle. So I think we have to enthuse the support. I think we have to get back on board, and maybe uh, we'll just take a wee leaf out of Pep Guardiola's book. Last night, when he was he you know faced with the same problem at, at the Etihad Stadium, he came out and and specifically asked the Manchester City fans stay until the end of the game. I think someone needs to come out and uh, and, and say that at Ibrook so that we can reconnect the supporters with the team. We're all as one. Which was the feeling that we got, you know, after 55 and into the Europa League run, we need to uh, we need to have all the shoulders behind the wheel here to make this happen. So I don't think the the supporters should get a free ride and, and pat themselves in the back and sneer down their nose at the board and the club. We've got our part to play, and I think the range of support should be uh, should should step up.
0: Yeah, I know you spot on there, there David, on a few things. But on in terms of what happened since, since 55, um, that is why you know the the, the, the we haven't kicked on. Um, you know it's it's been a big big problem. And if, you know as I said with Bizgro Bennett, that that can't happen again. If we do manage to turn it next season, then we 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 we, we go we go we go again. Um, we, we 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 had a chance to snap their net and we didn't we didn't go for it. Um, I think we actually played on for are they so far behind you know, they won't catch us and and that can't happen Um in terms of the support. One other
2: thing, Mason, in terms of the, the, the kind of disconnect that I think has existed over the last couple of years. And, you know, it, it won't bother me one way or the other, but there's a, obviously been a clamour for some safe standing within the stadium for the range of support. And I think in improving the, the, the atmosphere, you know, and... and Finding ways of of being, having the rangers support right behind the team, uh, then then I think safe standing is something that the club should look at, because I know Stuart Robertson just repeatedly kicked it into the long grass, kicked the can down the road, and now he's out the the, the equation. It's, it was never his problem, but I think the the supporters, and the club as a whole really should be looking at ways of improving the the kind of match the atmosphere at Ibrox, and and I think clearly there's a lot of people want this to happen. And the Union Bears, you know, and where I am in the stadium, they're down in that corner. And and see, but for those guys, as we found out a few weeks ago, the stadium's just, uh, we, we, we lose something. And I think we have to find every way we, we can, and use every trick we can for to improve the atmosphere, within, you know, and and, and improve the, the connection between the Rangers support and the Rangers team on the pitch. Anything that we can do to, to assist that, is, is a good thing, and if safe standing is is one way of helping that, then I think it should be looked at. Whereas the the board have just been uh, kept at arm's length. I know that it's been brought up from time to time, but they just don't see it as their issue, and and that in itself tells you exactly what they think of the range of support. That it's, you know, I know you you want it, but you're not getting it because we don't want it. So I think that has to be there has to be a better communication process between the board and the support. In, on, on issues such as this, so I, I hope things are on the road to improvement. I really think we need to get better
1: at it. I think if you get rid of people that sell half and half scarves, it would be a good start. Um, that would be a good start, yep. and hopefully that'll kick, kick start the process.
0: Yeah, I'll we'll have them buried in a pit somewhere. Uh, leave, leave that. In the oven. Leave that to the English football. They're they're everywhere down here. They're the half and half scars. Leave them leave them down here. But um, you now you spot on Davy and, and and a couple of comments about it as well. That you know there's some. Mm-hmm. The, or we only go back to sort of last season and see what Ibrox was like towards the end of the season. You know you know with that Europa League final coming, it was it was incredible. But the players have, have let their support down as well, big time this season. And that's why we're you know if we don't win Sunday, season's done and Ibrox will be. Even emptier day um, because there's nothing left to play for. But that's on the players and the playing staff and and the whole recruitment um, that's it, been run. But Andy, I want to touch on the the recruitment. Um, we've been linked this week with with a few players, and, and I'll try and get you know uh, f- through them. Um, Jack Butland. Uh, this one's building quite a lot of momentum. Um, looks like it's a, it's a go up. Um, what's your thoughts on on Jack Butland? Obviously, he's not played a lot of football and the last couple of years is on loan at Man United from Crystal Palace um, you don't say that often but obviously third choice goalies English goalies in England is is uh, what a career that is uh, don't play but you get paid an absolute uh, fortune but um, what, yeah, what's your thoughts on, on, on him potentially becoming the new Rangers number one?
1: First of all I'd like to say Alan McGregor there was no denying his history at the club his achievements at the club but Anybody other than McGregor next season would be, and McLaughlin would be just fine by me. Um, Butlin's an interesting one because on his day, he was, he was a really good talent down south Um really kind of knocking on the doors of the England team. And um, a, few, a few years ago, you'd be paying quite a lot of money for him. Um, I just don't know what's happened to him. It's, it's one of those mysteries with certain footballers where you can be riding high one day and then, Struggling to find your next big paycheck in down south. Um, again, it's a similar, it's a similar kind of deal to Cantwell, where you 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 know what you can get from him. It's just about how do we get him back to that. And I'm hoping that if Rangers go for it, which they look like they're going to do, that we can only hope he can get back to that upset, that the high upside that we know he, he can have. Um, he's still a val a rather young keeper, which is a lot better than. 67-year-old Alan McGregor this season. Um, so, yeah, I think a goalie was a must this summer. And if it's Jack Butland, then at least we're, we're being proactive and, and picking before the end of the season or before, or before the first game of next season, which we probably would have done.
0: Yeah, no, no, about that. You, you said there he's a good age. 30 for a goalkeeper is, a, I think, a really good age. David P, what, what's your thoughts on, on Jack Butland? Obviously, ex-international keeper. I think Andy just said there, lost his way. When he was at Stoke, he was, you know, the potential to be the next England number one and and go on to bigger and better things. That hasn't happened, um, and I can see. Again, I don't want to bring the other side of the city in, into this, but you know, I see a lot of similar. You know, with Joe Hart before he he joined them, um, I see that quite similar with with Jack Butland. He's six foot five, um, good at taking crosses, um, which love, <laughs> which is something again we we haven't seen for a while, but. Are you in favour of
2: this one, Davey? I think it, it, it looks like a deal that would suit both parties. It really does because the it, I'm hoping that the attitude of Jack Butland is that uh, get me to Ibrox as soon as possible because you know he's he's a, as you said he's of a perfect age, thirty. You know he should be coming into the the, the best years of his career. You know, and it's it's really just about the. What, what type of character Jack Butland is. If he sees this as, you know, he should be pushing people out the way to get to Brooks you know, for the opportunity that, that this would present for him. You know, as you said, for someone who's now languishing in the stand, you know, so if he's prepared to sit in the stand, you know, pick up the, the, the salary, you know, and, and, and not worry too much about it, then uh, perhaps maybe he's not the character for us. But if he's uh, kicking his heels in the stand, you know, and bursting to get out there, and you know, because you know, you'll be a long time retired. So he's looking to uh, you know make a, an impression, you know, as a, as a professional football player, then I think Rangers would give him, a, you know, a, a fantastic opportunity to do that for Jack but to show, you know, the type of player that he is. Uh, as you said, you know, he's a, a full international with England. Uh, then you know, the, the Clyde clearly has the ability. So it's, it's a question of, of attitude, but if Michael Beale's satisfied with that, then I think this is a it's a perfect deal.
0: Yeah, I've seen I've seen just seen a couple of comments there, Davey, about uh, Butland and and you know a couple that are questioning it. And, and I said I've seen Curry there say about his confidence. Um, exactly the same with Todd Cantwell. Um, by the way, if them if him and Jack Butland are in England, confident flying, they're, they're not coming to Rangers because financially we can't get him. And, and I think I, I agree with you, David. I think it makes sense. But if he, if he wants to come up here, take a drop in, in wages, because what he'll be on in England, even at third choice at, at the bigger clubs, is is, is is ridiculous. But if he wants to come here and, and get his career back on track and he's got that attitude to do that, then I think that, that on a free transfer as well, I think it could be a, a really shrewd signing. Um, and that's, that's the type that I think Bill said he'll it, it, be looking for. Um, you know, in, in, that, in that market, as I said, Todd Campbell just point to that, uh, absolutely. But Andy, next one I want to ask you is, is Kieran Dow. Uh, he was pre- previously linked with us when Gerard was manager. Um, he's obviously a little bit younger then, he's at Norwich. Uh, this one for me, I'm not as keen. Um, another injury prone number 10. Um, if he wasn't injured all the time, it's different, different. but he, he's out of contract. Um, he has played 23 times this season, but, but um, do you know much about him? Is he one that you'd like to see us go and get?
1: See, To be honest, um, I, had a, I had a thought just before we, we started. We spoke a bit before the pod about some of the, the signings that we've been linked with. I heard, the, I thought I heard a bit about another Norwich centre attack and midfielder, similarly injury cropped, but at least homegrown and a Rangers man. It was apparently a contract at the end of the season that we've been trying to get for years. Um, Kenny McLean, I thought, would have been a better pick if that was the way you were going, especially if you're going to get rid of a lot of good Rangers men this season. If you're Arfield, you're Davis, you're, you're Jack, I'll have to go. If you're really wanting to have a, <laughs> a centre attacking mid who's injury-prone, then at least have him being a Rangers man. And I'd say Kenny McLean would fill that, that hole.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest. Uh, I I wouldn't want Kenny McLean to be honest, mate. But you know, um, either either of them players, I, I think we need to go to a sort of another, another level. Um, yeah, well, not not a fan of. Uh, the, there was a chance we could have got Kenny McLean. I think we've said it before. Um, when he when he first left uh, Aberdeen, and he was on a free transfer, and we got Ryan Jack, and we didn't take Kenny McLean. After that, I think it was it was done. We was never. You know, it's not, it's not going to happen uh, now. David, last one on transfers then. Um, today's news was Chris Willock, who um, obviously at QPR, left wing, you're looking at probably a Ryan Kent replacement. Um, he's also out of contract, but he's got a year. I think QPR have got a chance to, the option to extend that for another year. So they'll be looking for a fee. Um, Rumours coming out of QPR is that he's keen. Um, the only reason he went to QPR Originally, was because of Neil Banfield, um, who's, who's, who's Michael Bill's assistant, uh, previously worked with him at Arsenal as well. Um, so that would be one. He hasn't had the best of season this year, but he's one that actually I would like to see us go and get. Um, his numbers uh, are not probably, I think he's got six goals this season. So not not outstanding, but in a really sort of struggling team. Um you know, just you know, we're going to be linked with probably more QPR players, no doubt, because of Bill. But you know, he's the one I think that, that if we can get over the line, it, it'd be a good signing.
2: Well, I think I'm for this just in the basis that it represents less risk than some other deals because Michael Bill knows the boy, so we, we, he pretty much knows what he's getting. That's not to say, I mean, as long as he's prepared, you know, and it's fully explained to him what he's walking into. Then if uh, if he's if he's up for it then then I think we uh, we should do the deal because it's it's someone who represents less risk who's who is a, well, clearly a, a talented boy uh, Michael Beale knows him it seems you know a perfect fit I, I think uh, I I would agree with Andrew you know I think Kenny McLean would be a would be a useful addition to our team because I think I mean he's a full international he's he's in the current Scotland squad. Uh, so he comes with plenty of experience and, and you know, as Andrew's quite rightly pointed out he's, he is one of our own so I think uh, he's, he comes you know, as a volunteer rather than a conscript so I'm all for that you know, but it's, ultimately it's, you know, Michael Beals will have so much money to spend you know, can we accommodate that he's got decisions to make but certainly the, the winger from QPR uh, he knows him he likes him
0: uh, then let's do it. Just the just, uh, last thing then, uh, transfers, and this one could be an outgoing one, Andy. Um, Antonio Cholak yesterday posted that he's joined a new agency. Um, his, and, and then the rumours start, it could be nothing. But would you expect him to be next season? Um, this one, I think we oh, we obviously need to replace Alfredo Merlos I've seen Curry just post there about Kamar Roof. Um you know, could we lose potentially lose all three strikers this this summer?
1: Well, I don't want to see Antonio Conte leave. Um, let's just remember where we were at the start of the season and really build us out a good few times. We know on his day how good he can be, and um, that's that's the main thing. Is that it's the issue with most of the squad that's on their day, but that day seems to be few and far between. Um, I don't I, I don't know if it is the confidence thing, which we seem to always seem to have an issue with. Um, I don't understand it. I, I know he had a bit of an injury issue. Who hasn't? Um, I'm, I'm actually feeling the the hamstring going there now. Um, but uh, I don't see I don't see why he has to we had to ship him out straight away. Especially if you are going to try and get rid of Morelos and Roof. Um, another season under his belt in Scotland um, would be good for him. I think. I, I, he had. They certainly had a good start to the campaign this year. Scored some really good goals, and. Uh, I don't see unless we're getting a nice fee for him. I don't, I don't. I personally, I don't know the kind of contract ins and outs of what, how many years. And I know he's he isn't the a striker as we think he is, but he's not. We're not pushing. I I do not really have him in before Kamar Roof. Um. Obviously, I think it looks like Alfie's going, which is a shame. Um. I don't think. <laughs> the the funny thing which uh, I seen pop up today on Twitter was. EA Sports FIFA Team of the Week and uh, Cedric Eten with uh, <laughs> a Team of the Week after having a, another good weekend there. Oh, uh, how the, the the time flies! Uh, um, uh, shame, shame we missed out on him.
0: Yeah, just some players just don't just don't work out for him. Um, some sometimes the, the football clubs just just a little bit too big, and I think that was the case with with, with Eaton. Uh Davey P, then um, Antonio Trolak. Would you like to see him here next season? Like his, his numbers sort of before uh, Bill come in and, and before his injury was, was brilliant. Um, I, would, I, would, I would like him to stay another year, um, but I do, it depends what, how we go about transfer business, but him leading the line. The problem that I've got with Cholak is, would you play him Sunday? And we'll come to that in a minute, but straight away, I'm, no, I wouldn't play him. So that, that's a worry, sort of straight away. Big game Sunday, and he's someone that I, I wouldn't trust. The
2: question I have in my head is to where, because Michael Beale has indicated, you know, that he is looking to tinker with the the formations and and the style of football and how we want to play. And I think it would really depend on how Tony would would fit into that system or not. You know, because I think if we were, if we're going to rely on uh, Cholak being there as someone who will be on the bench, you know, and if we're two-one down with 15 minutes to go, we lump them in the box, and and you know the whole thing gets rather frantic. So I would be hope, hopefully Michael Beale will be basing it on something a bit more systematic than you know, Joe like being the bench for emergencies only. <laughs> you know, it's like an a break glass kind of type guy. You know, send them on. You know, for to salvage something in the last 10 minutes. I would hope it's it's all a bit more proactive, you know, thought out than, than if he's going to be on the bench, I don't see him being our number one. So I, I think Michael Bealwood is going to have a different system than uh, he's not going to because when we play Cholak, we need to give him service, as we saw, you know. And the, the number of one touch finishes he he had at the you know at the start of the season was very impressive. You know, so that, that that's the service that he requires. If we're not going to be set up that way, then maybe Cholak's is not the the forward line we need. But you know he might just be good for you know as, as I said, sit him on the bench for the 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 emergency moments when it's uh, all hands to the pump. You know, as which we invariably see. So I I, I would really just trust Michael to be on this one and say because I, I I think obviously the, the finishes that. He was, the goals he was popping in at the start of the season before he injured. Yeah, he was he was the man. You know, he was our first goal scorer. He was our five pound bet every week. But uh, since he's he's come back from injury, it's, 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 it just looks a bit, you know, out of place. I don't know whether that's as a as a as a result of Michael Beal changing the, the the emphasis, you know, and how he wants the team to play. So, but I'll I'll just have to defer to Michael Beal on this one and whether he wants someone or not but if it's a question of you know getting better value and, and and cashing in on Cholak you know with a view to bringing in someone else then I I would not be averse I'll not be manning the barricades if if Antonio goes even as gorgeous as he is you know I, I still won't do that
0: <laughs> yeah no, I agree David if we do get some interest and we can get go and get someone else then I wouldn't be against it either but um you know we've got to keep some players for next season. Uh, that, that's for sure. So Andy, then let's let's move on to the, the big one on Sunday. Um, you know it's a huge game for me for, for Michael Bill for different reasons. I know he deserves more time. Um, he will get a lot of criticism if the result doesn't go away. That's just the life, life as, as Rangers manager. Um, but but in terms of the game on Sunday, uh, how would you like what what would you like to see us do? You know, is there anything different? Um, we'll come on to personnel in a minute, but, but what, what, what what do we need to do on Sunday to, to get a win?
1: I think it's a massive game. The opposition versus a local team, um it's gonna be a lot of eyes on the game. I think we need to go and set ourselves up to go at them. um we cannot we we surely must have learned by now that we can't sit and invite pressure onto ourselves. Um I don't know, we have to kind of step away from the idea that we can counter-attack against them um, because it's... How can you counter-attack when the ball that you're trying to... The, this phase of play you're trying to counter ends up without the ball in our net. Um, I think we need to but kind of bottle up that energy that we had to, to try and silence the the fans at Parkhead in the last game and um, keep it going for the 90 or the 120 and penalties if needed. I'm hoping the that, given the fact there's a competition that we we won last year, um, we'll have a different kind of swagger about ourselves, with the the goal to try and retain it. Um, or else the season's just a complete write off. I think, for the players to be able to sleep at night, they need something to, to give them hope <laughs> that they can move on from this season, whether it's at the club or away from the club. I think they certainly need to have something they can put on their CV, shall we say, at the end of the year to. Advertise themselves, or to at least put themselves in the manager's good books, if their their goal is to stay.
0: Yeah, no, we we need we need something different. For me, we need something different. Some David, I want to. In terms of personnel, I, I'm I'm struggling it because the the team, I keep changing it. Um, one thing for sure, though, I, I don't want to see Ben Davis. I'd rather see John Souter in there. Is that? fair or is that harsh? Um and do you think Michael Bill will go with you know that is if Connor Golden's back and hopefully he is, but yeah, who's your pick there in in the defence? Um Davis or or, or John Suter?
2: Uh, I would be inclined to go with John Suter, just as you said, Mason, and mix it up, you know, just uh clearly well for the same starting of starting over in the last couple of games, you know, and but I think we should uh, mix it up a wee bit and go go for it. I, I'm I trying I'm trying to be realistic about the game in Sunday clearly because we've got the same squad and their track record against that lot of, of late is is not inspiring. So I'm I'm almost kind of preparing myself that it, it, if it doesn't go our way, then you know we just maybe just have to suck it up, take it on the chin because the it will just make it even you know, re-emphasise the importance of the transfer window in the summer. Because I think <clears throat> that's the uh, Michael Beale's opportunity to, to change the squad. So to do things differently, he'll need different players. So I'm hoping that, you know, we will go out there on Sunday, give it our all. You know, certainly there's encouraging signs, you know, in the game at Parkhead because we were in, <clears throat> we've gone there, you know, a couple of times of late and and just looked like we didn't believe it I think we showed a bit more in, in the last game uh, and I think we can uh, just push that on a wee bit more mix it up Goldson and Goldson makes it I will be a very happy man uh, with John Suter you know and, and I've seen someone mention you know in, in the comments that if we play Yelmaz instead of Barisic I, I would not be uh, against that you know so we we, we just change things Mix it up a bit, uh, but what's and and get the attitude right. As long as the players believe it, go out there, give it their best shot. I'll take whatever result comes our way, and then get get to the summer, and then you know we uh, we will be the architects of our own <clears throat> success or failure next season with the with the business that we do in the summer. So I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to Sunday. Have a right good crack at them. If we win it, you know. Yippee-doo-daddy. If we don't, then it just re-emphasises the nature
0: of the job that we have for the summer. So, uh,
1: <clears throat>
0: bring it on. Bring it on. I like it, Davey. 20 minutes to go, we've still got to bring it on. Andy, then, uh, Davey makes a really good point there about Yilmaz. Um, I, I would, I would, I've said for ages I want Yulmaz to get a run in the team. I couldn't understand why he was taken out after the Mother World game. I thought that was a perfect time for him to get the rest of the season. Um, but I think we're all pretty certain that he won't be thrown in for the game on, on Sunday. I think that Borna Barisic will be um, you know, playing and, and probably will finish the season there, which makes the Yulmaz situation a, a really another question mark going into to the summer.
1: Well, I've said that in the past and we've brought up Yulmaz in the pod. Um, mm-hmm. To be honest, in my, in my opinion, whoever's training the best, he deserves the shirt, and as far as I can see, it's been bad. it's just has been getting the shirt every week. I just think, although yes, I, I hope that Yomaz will well live up to the potential he is deemed to have. Bonner isn't having as bad a season, people think. Again, we can always ch- talk about the, the cross and the back post. He loses his man, but see if he take out his his efforts going forward. It, if that not been doing it. He he's he's kind of struggled to to be that a wide threat. Um, it's not like even even Tav's second goal at Parkhead was from a lovely Barisic cross. Um, mm-hmm. he's, I know he can. He sometimes he has those those moments where somebody drifts by him, but again, he gives a lot going forward. Um, I don't know if that's just the 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 big Barisic fan I am. Um. I don't get me i'm not a Yilmaz hater um i like i like the thought of having ridvan here for the future um it's up to michael who who he wants to pick I, I, if if redvan's training harder given he giving more effort in on the training pitch then of course he definitely should be getting that the start for sunday i have the only small concern i have is that in a game like the old firm, is he is he strong enough? Um, we've seen Malik, who I, I think is quite a strong in the ball character, getting thumped at the last hand in game. You kind of, I'm hoping, I'm hoping he wouldn't get thumped, but he's a, he's a, a character that leaves himself open to being out-muscled on the ball or slips. You know, the sliding challenges it's happened to bigger players than him, and he has looked sister. He's looked um. Like sometimes he has he has had issues with this physical element of the game and there's no there's not a more physical game than the Old Firm.
0: Yeah, see, I'll be honest, Andy. I don't think I've seen enough uh, of Youngman to make that. I know just looking at him, he looks slight, and he but he hasn't for me. Hasn't had a run in the team where I can really judge him. And I think, as a supporter, it'd be fair to say that I disagree on Borna Barisic. That ball at the back post petrifies the life out of me. And for me, after February last year at uh, Parkhead, he, for me, wouldn't have played again. He'd have been sold in the summer. And he's, we've seen it over and over again, that fadings at the back post. And, and that is a big worry for me. But just as the, the whole back four, um, Davey P, the, these games are won in both boxes. And that is where we've been miles off it. Um, we don't take our chances when we get them. We're not clinical enough. But also, defensive. defensively, we're... You know that the mistake we see at Parkhead the other week. We're just not clinical enough, basically, in both boxes, and that has to change if we're going to get a result on Sunday.
2: Absolutely, Mason, I agree with you. Because uh, how many times do we have to lose that that goal across the you know the, sh- the shot across the box, and we uh, we just we just don't deal with it, and it invariably ends up in the net. You know we 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 have our keystone cops moments in defence, and uh, they take advantage of it and then we'll have four shots and go at the other side and, and not score. So, as you said, you know, at both ends of the pitch, we, we have to improve. So, the, I would be uh, tempted to, to mix it up a bit. Uh, Yelmaz, I mean, the, you would have to say, I mean, I, I think we're going to have to just get Ross Wilson's Bobo doll back out and club it again because we've paid all that money for Yelmaz and you look at the contribution he's had this season. And we sh- we're not forking out that sort of money for someone who's you know featured half a dozen times. You know he has had the injury, but you know if he can't dislodge Borna each when we're forking out you know that sort of money, then he was the wrong player to start with. So I think it's uh, we we need to make a decision. We need to put him in in where it, in the white heat of of the game on on Sunday and find out you know whether Yomaz is a goer or not. Because I think he could also be included in the. You know the fire sale of players, you know, with a view to changing this for next season because, as uh, I think, as Rangers, the range support of kind of collectively come to the conclusion that we've pretty much had it with the current squad, and uh, you know there, are, there will be very few survivors. You know, if if it were up to me, you know, but uh, so Yelmaz has got uh, it's taken. You know, here we are now in April. You know, having signed them last year, and we're still not sure whether he's he's going to be our left back or not, despite forking out millions of pounds. It's it's, it's unsustainable, that particular uh, way of signing players. So I think it would be a... And, and we could comfort ourselves with the thought that we'll not see Borna give away that goal again, because if he plays on Sunday and gives away the same goal, I will go berserk. I'm. I'll be writing a very strong-worded email to Mr. Bennett.
0: <laughs> oh, that, that, I, I, do you know what it is? I've just had, I've just got nightmares of, of Barrisich. I think I was. I was one in the group chat the other day and just said he can't be our mainstay next season because. Do you know what? To be fair, he hasn't. He hasn't been. I know it's bad at judging Rangers players, He hasn't been as bad this season. I think as he was sort of the end of, you know, last season, but he's still costing us goals at that back stick and against good players, it's going to happen again. And yeah, I, I just, the, the whole Yilmaz one, I've seen a couple of comments there saying we could you could go back to Turkey in, in the summer and, and and Bill makes a good point. So he's here for five years. Problem is, that's the problem with our recruitment. We want players that are here and now ready to do the business <laughs> for us. And we've spent all that money on someone. And, and 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 as I said earlier, I cannot judge him on as a Rangers player because I haven't seen him enough. And I know injury yeah. is the other thing, but he's fit, he's ready. So why why is he not playing? He's, it's not like we've got a, a left back that's absolutely flying and the that deserves to play every week. So there's there's you know that 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 whole signing for me is is a real, real strange one. And I think it just you know goes to show that, that the recruitment again has just it has it hasn't been right. But but Andy, um Ryan Jack is injured, he's out for four weeks so he's gonna miss the game the game on a uh, Sunday, excuse me. And um, so we've got a choice of John Lundstrom or Glenn Kamara coming into this one. Again, that's another area that I'm, uh, I'm really, you know, I, I, I'm kind of saying I wouldn't want either of them to play, but then you, you're asking maybe Malik Tillman or, or Todd Cantwell to, to go and play as, as number eight, which I just don't think is, is their positions, but what's your thoughts on that midfield position at the weekend? Because again, I've said about both boxes, but you know, this is this is where the games are won in all home games. Uh, the, the, the midfield, uh, whoever wants it more in that midfield, that that gets the game by the scruff of the net and we've seen that time and time again from from games that we have we have won
1: these. Um, definitely, Lindstrom over Kamara. Um, even from a, a, a standpoint of the fact that we've, we've seen more of Lindstrom than we have of Kamara recently, so at least when they're not coming straight in from the cold, um, I thought. I know that John Lundstrom is definitely not one of the the fan favorites, especially with a one of our fellow podders. Um But I, I will again, it's silly of me. I, I know I don't I don't pick the right players to some people, but John Lundstrom is somebody I'll continue to back. Um, I think he it's been hard to. He's definitely has had bad games, and I'm I'm not afraid to say he's had a poor season, but. The last few games, I know it's it's hard to take any positives from Aberdeen, especially for the first time. I think Lundstrom was certainly not afraid to get on the ball, and I think that's that's something you need to have in the old firm. Um, it's a game; he, he should know. There's no excuses where he doesn't. He do, he won't know what is expected of him. I think he, he did definitely look unfit in the last one. Um, the Hamden at least. Um, I think. Given the fact he's had a few more games on his belt since then, we're we're seeing him shake off the cobwebs. Um, I'm hoping that he'll go and have a commander's performance in the midfield, like on his best day. Um, he can do. We've seen it happen. Um, uh, I'm hoping it's definitely not going to be Glenn Kamara because I'm fed up with Glen Kamara. Just... Yeah, no, no, great. I agree. I think Glenn Kamara is better off not even being in the squad. To be honest, put put uh, you
0: player in there because he's been he's been a, a waste of time and um again another one that should have been sold last summer um do maybe make me laugh there david t's uh, john lundstrom i know he, he won't be on his team sheet i doubt he'll be in his squad to, to be honest but 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 david david p that that midfield you said earlier you'd like to see something different um i've spoken previously about a back five um at, at the minute i'm kind of looking at it going do we go to a back five um and play ben davis and john Sousa, but don't play john lundstrom or do you go to a back four, and then you, you know, then how do you work it out? But what, what's your answer to that, um, that that situation for us at, at the weekend? Uh, well, I,
2: I I don't want us to start, uh, you know, putting round square pegs and round holes, you know, to terms of, to change things. We, we really need to go with players who are comfortable in the position that they're playing. So uh, I would think if. Between Glenn Kamara and John Lundstrom, I think probably John Lundstrom just edges it for me because uh, just he offers a bit more physicality. You know, he'll be—he's not a shrinking violet. Uh, He's—he knows this game, so he'll, he knows what's required. But I think, uh, as Andrew says, he just—he didn't look fit against Aberdeen. He's just moving. You know, in terms of his ability to get up the pitch from time to time. You know, just uh, there's just something lacking. Maybe it's uh, it's confidence, but I think we we sh- it just doesn't look fit. It was as simple as that, and so uh, I, I, it probably will be John Lundstrom to be honest, because we don't have too many options. So I don't think there'll be huge surprises. He will go with pretty much the the system that we had, you know, at Parkhead. It's, I don't
0: think it's going to be a million miles away from
2: that. No, no, I think you're right. I think
0: you're right, David. I've seen again a couple of shouts for Scott Arfield. Uh, which yeah, if Scott Arfield's played ninety minutes um, in the last few weeks, but he's not been he, I mean, he came on in the eighty seventh minute at the weekend, and that's the first. And, and then the week before, it was the what eightieth minute. So it's not like someone that's got a lot, a lot of minutes in there. And I think we all agree that that Scott Arfield's best coming off the bench and making an impact than he than he probably is starting, but. You know, I think that's why I probably wouldn't go with, with, with Scott Arfield, just the amount of football that he's played in the last the last few weeks. And we want to be all energy. And I know John Lundsham's definitely not that, but you're, you're right. We want to go for the same sort of, you know, the way we pressed at, at, at Parkhead. That's something that we didn't do in, in the final. and We, we sat off him and, and I don't want to see a Rangers team. Whatever happens Sunday... Going into that game and giving a similar performance that we got in in that final, that that's that these players owe the supporters a, a performance, and uh, I'm I'm expecting one. And the last last bit then in terms of the lineup, um, I've seen a couple of co- comments earlier. Ryan Kent, he should be back fit for this one. Does he come into your team? I can't believe this, but I've seen quite a few comments for, for Matondo to come in, um, which uh, I'm not too sure I agree with. But does Ryan Kent play this one on, on the weekend?
1: Um, I don't think he gets into the team on merit. He's definitely not had the performances that warrant him. Just getting straight back into the squad again. It, it goes down to the same kind of, in my opinion, it goes down to the same argument for Baris as for uh, Yomas. I think if, they, if if the players look like they want it in training, then you kind of need to go with that in the hopes that they're they're giving you their honest truth that they are they're ready and they're willing to give their all in the battle that we know it's going to be. But I don't think Ryan has given enough this season to to think he can just waltz back into the team on the performances he's given us. Um, Again, I I like Ryan Kent. It's a shame we're probably going to lose him for nothing in the summer. Um, But my man, Rabi, he's uh, he's certainly, anytime he's been on, he he certainly does something. And that's a lot more than Ryan can say he's done this season. It's something new. It's it's something that Celtic haven't seen before. Um, I think, uh, I, I mean, I back him because I back silly players, as we've discussed. But any he's come on recently, um, he's, he's done something. And that's a lot more we can say about Ryan.
0: Yeah, I, by the way, I've seen some of the comments. I'm not suggesting Ryan Kent should be starting at the weekend because I wouldn't have him in there. I'd probably go with Fashion Sakala over him or Matondo. Um, but yeah, Kent Kent doesn't get in there for me. I think Kent is nailed on to start if he's fit. I think Michael Blue will go with him. David P, what, what's your thoughts on, on Ryan Kent? Is this his last, you know... Sort of, I mean, for, for all, a lot of the players out there, this is their last chance to really give this give the support something, you know, back because um, it's been too long since we we did, you know, praise yeah. these players for, for the right reasons.
2: Yeah, you're I'm hoping that you know the, some of the players in Alfredo would be one of them. You know, this is the last hurrah here, you know, so uh, they, leave us with uh, leave us with something to hang on, you know, so we we don't. Uh, <laughs> cross the street when we see him again you know so no I think uh, Ryan Kent will play I do I just think uh, because Bill clearly rates him he knows the boy very well uh, I think if he gets you know positive vibes from, from a, a, a two minute chat with Ryan Kent that he's up for it I think he would be quite prepared to, to put him in there so uh, I, I would expect to see Ryan Kent on Sunday yeah no I agree I
0: think I think he'll, he'll, he'll play if he, he's fit um, as I say, Michael Bill, but Andy, um, on Bill, then cut, looping it back in. But is it a, a must win for him on Sunday? Um, because I I, I know again he's going to get another transfer window, be it no matter what. But my sort of worry is with him, if he goes, what would that be? Four games is it before games if he doesn't get a win on Sunday. Um, you know, and then we've got him. I know we've got him again, but that's that means absolutely nothing in terms of. of the league or anything like that, but he, he needs to get this one early because the longer it goes, and if we, you know, all the changes we need to make in the summer, if we start, if we don't start the season flying, you, you know more than me, the support is going to start to turn very quickly. Um, I think that the, the game Sunday from Bill is, is, is so, so, so important. He, he gets a win.
1: I think uh, to most people, uh, when Michael came in, I think we all, we could all have a look at ourselves and say that the league was done. Honestly, I think we all had to have to say it was a long, long shot, and I think most of us hoped that we could, if we were going to do anything, it had to be the Scottish Cup. If he doesn't, if we don't achieve that, I think it does leave sections of the support with that uneasiness about it, the whole situation. Personally, I don't really care. I think Michael has to be here till the, till next season. That, that I think some people were certainly going over the top with. Oh, he's not good enough, get him out, get him out. But where we are we? We're just four weeks back where we were we just were and we're we're restarting the process all over and over again. Um and that's not sustainable. You can't have a manager for four weeks, sack him, start again, four weeks, sack him, start again. Um the longer we the longer we we, we don't stick behind the manager, the more that the other side of the city are gonna keep making strides and the longer the, the bigger the, the so called gap will will be. Uh, Michael, I, I have all the faith in Michael Um, whether or not we get the result we want in terms of Sunday and, and the final that would be coming after that only time will tell uh, I think I, I I don't back in terms of the league I don't back the people that say we just need to stick 11 youth players because if we do do that then we end up losing 7 or 8 which yeah, I know we like to think so highly of our youth players but a bad day, then it, it could be bad. We've seen professional players get thumped. Even guys, Spurs is the best example. You've seen really good players made to look really, really silly. And, I mean, that ended up with their interim manager getting sacked. Can you imagine what it's like at Rangers? It's a scary thought. Um, I just hope that, for, for Michael's sake, I, I'm not one of them, but for the sections of support who are quite cutthroat, if we lose on Sunday, it could be a bad time for him heading to next season.
0: Yeah, uh, what's your thoughts on that, D V P. P? Um, again, must wins. Uh, I, 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 you know, you can, as I said, he'll be here no matter what happens Sunday, as I say. But you know, he's got to, he's got to pull some something out of the bag here Sunday for me. I think he's got to look at what's gone wrong in previous and and try and you know, it's a fifty fifty split. There's no reason why we can't go and, go and win the game.
2: Well, I would, you know, is it a must-win game? You know, well, we'll say that all all the way till uh, the, the final whistle, I guess. But uh, what are we going to to find out on Sunday that we don't know already? So we've gone, you know, toe to toe with them four times this year, and we've uh, haven't come up yet. So uh, are we going to, Is it going to be any different in Sunday? Hopefully, yes. But what what would be the odds be? Would you be able, Would you bet the farm on it? So I don't think we're going to find out anything on Sunday that we don't know already. And the squad has to change. So I think we we just kind of think long term here. Uh, I would, would, we we give it our all on Sunday, but, you know, giving it our all in the previous four attempts hasn't managed to uh, yield anything. So if it happens for the fifth time, who really is going to be, you know, surprised? Who's going to be surprised? No one. So we have to get to the, the, the work that we do in the summer is going to make the difference, not by squeezing a bit harder on Sunday. I mean, I think, you know, from the last couple of games, though, you can clearly see that we're, we're, we're way closer to them than, than I think we believe we are. So I think that we just have a, a bit more confidence, a bit more belief, then and finish our, our chances, then uh, we, we can take them. We can take them on Sunday. There's no doubt about it. But uh, I think in the longer term, the, the the difference is going to be made by changing the squad, not by asking the current squad to just uh, to get lucky. So that that's pretty much my my view of Sunday is that it, it, it's we've been here before with the two sets of players, you know, here we go again, and I don't think Michael Michael Beale is is can only you know, do what he can do with his current squad. For us to change things, we need to change the squad. That's it, it, the fix is long term. It's not going to be happening
0: in the next three days. <clears throat> no, it's bit, I, I agree with that, uh, David P. Absolutely. But you know, with Rangers, we want to we want to win things. Um, and and I think that I just want to see, as I said as, as I said earlier, I just want to see something different from Bill. Um, that, that, that you know. Again, maybe it is. I always go back to it. Something you know, Walt just always pulled something different that just got us over the line. I know the the, the play the players we've got at the minute and not what we had, and I'm, I know that. But you know, I just want us to, to go and give it everything, and then you know we we go from there, um, and then hopefully we can we can get a result. But gents, that's us coming up to to an hour, just over an hour, so I'm gonna uh, wrap it up there. Again, thanks to everyone for, for watching. Um, Andy. Thanks for, for coming on tonight, mate. Uh, what's your prediction
1: for the game on, on Sunday? Um, I don't know if it's my head or my heart talking uh, in terms of that prediction. Um, I'd say uh, it's definitely going to be my head, um, <laughs> what i about to say. I can see it in, in my... I hope, I hope it's a 2-1, uh, potentially after extra time um, with... Matondo coming on and running their tired legs ragged and either a goal or an assist Um Matondo mania to run wild on Hampden Park um, yeah that's that's what I'm hoping for
0: yeah nice one Andy baby P thanks for coming on as always mate what's your prediction for the weekend
2: uh, it's going to be exciting <laughs> no I, I'm going to uh, I'm going to go the same as Andrew I'm going to go 2-1 with the uh, Ryan Kent to score an absolute screamer and do a lap of honour. Well, half, half lap of honour at full time and go we'll you know, wish him bye-bye, kiss him on all four cheeks and wish him all the best at Burnley.
1: It's a good thing about Hamden is he can put the ball above as far as he wants over the top of the crossbar and it still won't make the stand. You know, that that far the running track is.
0: I'm not sure, you? you'll have a good go at it. <laughs> go I'll, I'll make it a, a full-ass then, 2-1. Two, two, um, I, I can see both teams scoring in this one, uh, definitely. I think for us to go and win the game, I think it's really important that we get the first goal. Um, so, I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna go with 2-1 as well. Ryan Kent scoring though, David, I don't know if that's a bit, a bit too far, but uh, his last goal was against them, it would be a, a good way, but I, I think he will start for sure. But, I just as I say, I think it's really important we we get that first goal, and just as long as we win the game, don't matter how we do it, just just go and win it, please. Um, give give us something to, to cheer about this season. Um, but thanks, gents, and and as always, thanks thanks listeners, and, and thanks for all your comments. There was as always a lot to get through, so uh, we appreciate it. But um, we'll be back someday to go through hopefully a good win. But uh, as always, take care.